to Wrestling Retold and Relived with Richie Mars. I, of course, am your humble, gracious host, Richie Mars. It's been a big week. We took some time off, but now we are back. I want to say thank you to all of you who are listening here today. Uh, I was a part of some fantastic shows. I was a part of the No So Connection War Games Countdown with my guest here, who I'm going to get to in a little bit. We went over the 1998 War Games match, and boy, <laughs> it was certainly something. And I, of course, was a part of the Ruthless Talk Roundtable this past week, going over all things Survivor Series. I'll be linking those down below, but that is then. This is now. This is Wrestling Retold and Relive with Richie Mars. You can follow us on the TikTok, the Instagram, and the Twitter at Retold Richie Mars. But the topic today is the Hulk Hogan Roman Reigns length of the championship debate. And I'm here with my collaborator, one of my very good friends, Mr. Seth Sational. Seth, how we doing? Good, Richie. How you doing, bud? Good to be back. Uh, I'm doing okay myself. Now, I sent you this picture of Hulk Hogan's number of defenses compared to Roman Reigns' number of defenses, and you're like, dude, we got to do a podcast on it. So what motivated you to pick this as the topic for your return here? I think, it, you know what, it's, it's an interesting topic. You know, you have you have Hulk Hogan, the symbol of the championship reign, the symbol of the, the golden era of wrestling in the 80s. And now you have the age of Roman, which is, uh, you know, taking us into this, you know, this, I guess you could say a golden era right now, right? Wrestling hasn't been, the WWE and wrestling hasn't been hotter in a long time. So mm-hmm. I think uh, this, this, this clash of uh, generations, this clash of reigns, no pun intended. Uh-huh. Was, I see uh, what you did happened. there. It was meant to happen. <laughs> So let's go over Hulk Hogan's uh, title reign first, because his title reign compared to Roman's, I almost want to say it's kind of like apples and oranges because Hulk Hogan's long title reign, which for the number of days was 1,474 days, starting in January 1984, where he was 30 years old, and he was really the handpicked guy to usher in the WWE, then WWF, into the golden age, they say, where it was more character-based. We were going to leave the old WWF behind with the Bob Backlunds and the Bruno San Martinos. This was a new age in wrestling. Now, Seth, you were a watcher at this time. Mm -hmm. How important was Hulk Hogan's influence in establishing wrestling as a mainstream product? Well, I mean, I had the Hulk Hogan lunchbox, so I think that uh, that should answer your question. Um, listen, Hulk Hogan represented the WWF at the time. Um, any, you know, you didn't have to be a re- wrestling fan to recognize Hulk Hogan. You saw him, you knew that he was, you know, WWF champion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it wasn't like, a, hey, what is who is this? You knew he was on the Tonight Show. He was on. Letterman, he, you know, Saturday Night Live, he was all over the place. Everywhere he went, he had the belt with him. So, you know, it was a time where they were getting, you know, they were building up, you know, they were becoming, they were becoming a big, big time, uh, big time program. 
And, you know, it, it revolved around Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania. Yes. You know, everybody listen. And, and here's the other thing too, Rich. Everybody knew to, you know, say your prayers and eat your vitamins. Yeah. that That's definitely a line that has lived on in infamy in the age of WWE. And of course, we're not uh, promoting any of Hulk Hogan's personal life uh, actions. Yeah. This is just his nope. influence on wrestling in general. And he really did bring it into that like rock and roll uh energy energy that happened culture yeah he was a big pop culture icon still is a pop culture icon you know for better you know anytime you think of the word wrestling or wwe you think of hulk hogan right away Mm -hmm. you know as much as uh as far as impact in wrestling is concerned he is on everybody's mount rushmore whether they realize it or not right but let's switch over to the newer generation the roman empire of Roman Reigns, and as of this recording, he has held on the Universal Championship 1,172 days. Now, these two title reigns couldn't be more different in how they started. With Hogan, he defeated the Iron Sheik and Madison Square Garden, ushering that new age. With Roman, he bided his time, waited for Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt to beat the heck out of each other, and then picked his spot, signed the contract for that tri- to make the match a triple threat match, even though it was official. It's a little bit murky right there. And then finally defeated both Strowman and Wyatt to be the Universal Champion. Now, Seth, they've done the Roman Reigns experiment before. Why did mm-hmm. it catch on this time as compared to his previous title reigns? Um, Could it be because it was less tacky? You know, <laughs> it he, Roman Reigns, listen, Ro- Roman Reigns isn't out there saying things like suffering, you know, suffering succotash right now, right? Mm-hmm. He's not doing these these really cheesy, you know, we're going to try to force him into being a hero. Uh, you know, ro- ro- look, Roman Reigns is a is a badass. Can I say that? Yeah. Roman, Roman Reigns is a badass, dude. Look at the size of him. You know, Roman Reigns is an ass kicker. Roman Reigns, you know, should be portrayed as that when he first... You know, 11 years ago when The Shield first came out, Roman Reigns was the muscle of the group. Um, and then, they, you know, when they broke the group up and Roman Reigns went on the, the singles run, you know, it, it almost felt like, you know, he'd be better off as a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, the fans wanted it. And, you know, after his, his bout with uh, his leukemia and, and he came back and, you know, had the match with Drew at WrestleMania and then, they pulled him, you know, right around time of uh, COVID, mm-hmm. you know, for, for health reasons. When he came back, you know, it had, you know, it, it proved the point, you know, time away. Yeah, different guy, you know, new, new teeth. Different guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude jacked, yeah. you know, looking bigger than ever. He took, he took the shield gear off, you know, and he was, he was the badass. All he needed, he, he needed his wise man to, to bring it out of him. We're going to get to Paul Heyman in a bit, but. Let's go to the presentation of Roman Reigns mm-hmm. compared to his previous big dog persona. Because okay. like you said, shield gear at all, like uh, his old shield, shield attire. And it seemed like when they were trying to make Roman Reigns into the next guy, they were trying to still saddle him with what made the shield the shield. You yes. know, like he would still come out from the crowd. He would do he would have the shield music, except in like a different tone. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people looked right through that now i think something that 
kind of hindered Roman a bit, at least to the smarter crowd, was that CM Punk Colt Cabana interview where he said, you got to make Roman look real strong. Now, do you think that was probably what hit Roman Reigns' single run into a tailspin? Or do you think it's a combination of just his booking, his presentation? Because he was kind of like, I feel like, this generation's Diesel as the big dog. Okay. Um, I mean, listen, the big the, the, the yard was his, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there were parts of his presentation that, that just weren't clicking. Him on the microphone, for instance, you know, um, it just, you know, he, he, he didn't, you know, didn't, didn't come, it didn't come off right. It just, there was something about it. He even had contact lenses, if I remember correctly, too. I think so, too. Yeah. Changes color eyes to blue, which was weird. You know, listen, you know, and, and then there were, you know, listen, there there were times that even as the heel, I mean, as the face, he was getting booed out of the building. Like after WrestleMania, when he beat the Undertaker. Yeah. And he just remember when he stood in the ring and they just that Monday night raw after WrestleMania, they just sat there and they booed him for for what seemed like the whole show. Mm -hmm. Right. And and the person that's in charge of that presentation being Vince uh, at Mm -hmm. that time, Vince McMahon. Do you think he was so like in his heels that a good guy should always have these attributes like a Hulk Hogan, you know, because that's what made wrestling successful in the first Mm -hmm. place. So we never really saw that Roman until he won this universal championship. Now, do you think it was one of those things where just the wrestling business has passed Vince by, or is it just kind of like, well, it works for some people. It's going to work for this guy. I think we've had this conversation before. I, I will never, and this, this may, may get some people angry, but I will never, um, you know, I will never doubt, you know, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the wrestling business has passed him by. I think, I think he has a recipe, you know, whether the recipe works for everybody or not, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But I think Vince was putting that recipe on Roman. Um, I remember, I, you know, I heard in an interview somewhere or I read an interview somewhere where Vince at one point said about Roman that this is the guy who's going to be putting food on our table for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and they went out of their way to to make that happen. Um, but there was something that was missing. Now, you know, uh, whether, whether it was the, I would say whether it was the fans just not buying in, mm-hmm. or there was just parts of the presentation that just didn't fit the individual that need to be altered a little bit. Right. You know, but you know, I'm not. I will never go back and say Vince McMahon. You know, I'm not one of those people that will say Vince McMahon doesn't. You know, doesn't know what he's talking about anymore. Because, mm-hmm. dude, that's clearly not true. You know, you don't. You don't you don't create this 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 global conglomerate, you know, right, and yeah. sell it for billions of dollars if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but uh, I don't disagree with you. But when it came to Roman Reigns, his presentation post Shield was he wanted Hulk Hogan back, is what Vince did, right? Yeah, he wanted a John Cena. He wanted a yes. Hulk Hogan. And what made Hulk Hogan successful was that he was completely backed by the machine. Sure you know, was. and his four-year championship run was to advertise the WWE into making it a global juggernaut. Like you had the Rock and Wrestling animated show, you had Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and his friends, you had all these different things. You had him in. I'm not sure if this was before or after his championship reign, the No Holds Barred 
movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so like he was in different things of pop culture. There was like the Hulk Hogan weight set. I remember seeing pictures of. I had it. So yeah. everything was marketed around Hulk Hogan due to the Hogan. WWE juggernaut. Don't forget the action figures. I, no, I would never. You know, the action figures. If we were listen, if we were going to video this, man, <laughs> I was going to have the action figures set out right behind me. Yeah, you know, so. Hulk Hogan's run was during a time where Vince wanted a certain star, a blonde hair, blue eyed, muscle bound, 24 inch Python stars. As Seth is showing me his Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy right over there with the winged Eagle championship, I believe a championship that was that Hogan wore the last day of this championship run when he lost to Andre the giant, in fact. So that's a little bit of trivia for everybody out there. But what I'm saying where Vince uh, were creative, like passed him by, it's just Vince knew how to make stars. But when it comes to the main face of the company, I think he prefers it to be one way. And that is that overcoming the odds juggernaut of a talent baby face. And when you look at Roman and you look at all the stars that came before him, like Asina, Stone Cold, Rock, Hogan, Brett, mm-hmm. he didn't really find himself character-wise until this Tribal Chief era. And Correct. now we're going to pivot towards when he is the Tribal Chief with Paul Heyman in tow and later you know, the Usos mm-hmm. and Solo to form the Bloodline. This is probably the first time WWE has surrounded itself with a heel as the main face of the company. And do you think that is the correct way to go about the business, at least nowadays, because you have this juggernaut of a character, this final boss of a character, and now you have all these heroes trying to dethrone the mega boss. Uh, see, why not? You know, I mean, listen, culture's changed, mm-hmm. right? Our heroes on TV and in the movies have changed. Um, you know, you don't have that that clean cut, you know, uh, you know, all American Bob Backlund style baby face anymore mm-hmm. in society either. Um, you know, people cheer the bad guys. They don't always cheer, you know, just the good guys now. Um, Roman's got the look. He still has the look that he had 11 years ago. You know, he does what Hogan did. He goes on the talk shows, you know, he throws on the shirt and tie when he's on good morning America, mm-hmm. you know, he's got the look, you know, he's just, you know, he's just more of a heel now than he was when he was being forced down everyone's throat as a baby face. Yeah. Now, another thing is when Roman first started the tribal chief character, mm-hmm. He, he was that cool heel because so many people yes. wanted him to be heel so badly. And then he finally did it. Now he's getting cheered. But now we're at a point that his reign's gotten on so long that it almost went all the way around. And now people are hating him again. So I think this is all happening for a reason because the next sure. person to dethrone him is going to be the next major face of the company. Sure. Whoever that will be. Whether it's a Cody Rhodes, an LA Knight, a Seth Rollins, whatever you want to be. And I think it's telling that 
there doesn't need to be one guy that we think is going to dethrone Roman. There's multiple guys. And if yeah. you go on the flip side, if we go back in our way back machine, our DeLorean gun it to 88 miles an hour, we go to the Hulk Hogan era. There wasn't really anybody you could see during that first reign that could dethrone him. Um, the, well, at, at individual parts, there were, mm-hmm. you know, like you had I mean, Orndorff, for instance, right? Well, even before Orndorff. So let's, 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 let's go back, mm-hmm. you know, when Hogan first was the champion, you know, his main, his main foil was, was Roddy Piper. Yes. You know, um, fast forward the rest the WrestleMania two run was King Kong Bundy. Bundy broke his ribs. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, as a, as a young kid, um, I, I, I was afraid that King Kong Bundy was, was going to uh, beat Hogan at WrestleMania. Yeah. He overcame him, you know, lead a lead at WrestleMania three, you know, Hogan against the 15 year undefeated Andre the giant. You know, you didn't think Hogan was going to get past him. He did, you know, um, you know, then things get a little, a little murky, you know, was when he did lose the title, but then he'd win it back. Um, you know, that, that, then it seemed like, all right, well, you knew Hogan was going to, you know, beat the next couple of ch- yeah, challenges. Yeah, let, let's stuff. talk about his weird runs after this major one, mm-hmm. because with Hulk Hogan, after he lost the championship the first time, his mm-hmm. longest running championship, it seemed like they were trying to choose another guy to be kind of like Hulk Hogan's su- successor, but then Ooh, they, yeah. they wouldn't be as popular. So then they will go back to Hogan. Look at Macho. Mm-hmm. Look at Ultimate Warrior. Warrior. Yeah. And you had a bunch of guys where people say now, oh, that guy should have been world champion, like a Piper, like a Perfect, like all those guys. Mm-hmm. And now in present day with Roman, you have a bunch of these guys, oh, this guy should be champion, like a Cody, like a Sammy, like mm-hmm. a uh, Rollins, KO, etc. The difference being now is, one, there's another world championship floating about. So yes. it's a lot easier to attain that championship. Correct. So now being a world champion currently, it's still special, but it didn't hold the gravity as back then as WWE was trying to present it. Do you think now that there is another world championships, do you think the world heavyweight championship currently is the consolation belt? Well, I was about to ask you, do you, do you feel that the world heavyweight championship is a legit heavyweight world heavyweight championship. It's and it, weird. You, you, you kind of, yeah, you kind of brought that up with your question. Um, I do think it's, I don't, I don't really look at it as a world championship yet. You know, um, to me, I mean, if I had, if you asked me, if you would ask me at some point to rank, you know, the, the relevance of the championships, I'd put the universal championship number one, mm-hmm. which is interesting too, because, you know, I mean, that championship has only been around, you know, X number of years itself. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, was that 2014 or 15 when they created 16. that championship? 16, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, it's interesting, you know, that the WWE, well, and it, it merged with the WWE championship with when, when him and Brock unified them, um, you know, but this, I, I almost want, want to say that Gunther's run as the intercontinental championship has, has made that title, you know, the more relevant championship compared to the world championship. In, in terms of defenses, yes. In terms of storylines, I don't really know because it gets murky at that point. It's almost like the... Uh, it, but it, is it? it? Well, the thing is, it's just kind of like 
every challenger Gunther has has been different throughout all of this. It's almost which, like which is which, what you want, which is what you want. You want variety. The thing is, I yeah. wouldn't necessarily call them great storylines. Matches absolutely out of the water. Like mm-hmm. Sheamus, you had the Sheamus and McIntyre. And Gunther has been a great part of SmackDown and more recently Raw of bringing those 12, 15 minute, 20 class, 20 minute classics on the television show. But as a storyline in general, his storyline's always been about his reign. It hasn't been about the guy, at least not yet. You know, we've had like the online discussions. I know people want Sheamus to win the championship. People want Chad Gable to win the championship. You know, you have all these people, they want to win the championship. So having a reign like Gunther's with Romans being very similar, it might turn off a section of the audience, but at the same time, you're kind of hoping who's going to be the next one to beat them. And I think those stories running concurrently with each other might bring some fatigue within the audience. And now back to the World Heavyweight Championship, it gets confusing because when you have the WWE championship name, the undisputed universal WWE championship. Those that means those are two world titles. So now the Seth one is the third one. It's the one that's out of place. So it's one of those things where Seth is doing a very admirable job. It's a very thankless position of being the first inaugural champion. However, once you develop that championship it's not going to develop overnight so this takes years and years in order to make this championship a staple of uh wwe programming so it just depends on the stories how the characters are reacting to it and so on and so forth like seth's doing a great job i think Sami Zayn's arc next year surrounding the world heavyweight championships Mm -hmm. very good uh Everyone's talking about Gunther's possible World Heavyweight Championship reign in the future. So you're going to have a bunch of these storylines for it. But as of now, it just seems like, okay, Roman's been hogging the championship. Here you go. But has he? But is he hogging? So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Does this go back to the whole thing we were talking about before where people just hate on greatness? Like, is he hogging the championship or is he just the unbeatable final boss of the video game there's nobody who's able that nobody has been able to figure out how to beat well let's you know let, let's say, like let, this, let's like say, this, let's segue this for a this second roman is, are we are we when you say romans hogging the championship is are you saying romans you know being political in the back and he's basically refusing to to lay down or are we just listen roman's that great and no one's able to beat him well here's what i'm trying to get at right here i have some stats okay. right here the reason why I say hogging the championship is uh, I don't mean it behind the scenes, but the average d- okay. days between defenses between Hogan's reign and Roman's reign. Okay. Average day between Hogan's title defenses, 19 days. Average days between Roman's defenses, and this is probably going to get longer because he's off the rest of the year, 37 days. And of course, in wrestling, mm-hmm. we uh, all know this unwritten rule that was for a while the 30-day uh defense rule if you can defend the title within 30 days but personally that never really bothered me because it was just kind of like enforced rule that was loosely kind of followed so that didn't really Mm -hmm. add up but when you have over 
a month. And now that we've been through this last year of Roman Reigns title reign of defenses, I believe he's had 11 this year. Four of them have been on house shows too. So it gets a little murky of is Roman the seeable champion and how long can you continue this bloodline story without your top champion? I mean, so again, I think this goes different time, mm-hmm. right? And like you said, that yes, for years, that was the unwritten rule, the 30-day title defense. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you look across, you know, if look, when Roman's in there, you get the big fight field. He's an attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how many times a year, you know, I'll throw some other, other sports out there, but how many times a year do, do we see Tyson Fury defend his championship? Right? It's not every 30 days. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that Roman has to defend this title? You know, yeah, I understand. I understand. But it's two. It is. Right? It, it is two different sports. And this it goes, is. this goes to my next question of the the amount of days held with the championship against the amount of defenses you make with that championship, which should be more important within the fans eyes, because you could hold the championship all day long if you want. But if you're not at the show, is it really that important? But then on the flip side, the many times you defend that championship, does that make the title more prestigious than just, you know, uh, holding it for a long time? Because we had that Becky Lynch promo saying that she defended her championship long, more than Rhea did and that Roman did this year. So mm-hmm. does that give credence to her NXT championship reign? Or does it, uh, does it shine a light on her short run as NXT championship? Or does it shine a light of these long championship reigns have a massive hole in it that the audience are now beginning to see? I think I mean I think it does, it shines a light on the fact that champions do not need to defend their championship as often, and part of it could be because they have so many championships. You know, if you have if you have less championships, you'd have to defend the championships more. Hmm. You know, I mean, you know, it, it are they trying? You know, that is the title is the title picture diluted if you if you have the championships being defended all the time. You know. I mean, I mean, there we, some, we, there some... well, I wasn't going to bring up AEW, but like we were just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Like when you have a championship match every week, does it harm the title or does it mean uh, uh, mean less? Because it, it's different for every championship. Like we've talked about the Correct. Intercontinental Championship and Orange Cassidy's mm-hmm. international international championship runs. Great title reigns, both of them in very different ways. And it added prestige to championships that not that didn't necessarily have that prestige beforehand. And now Correct. you have also have these matches, at least with Gunther's case, where people are fighting for a shot at this championship. And mm-hmm. I think that's what at least now the WWE championship is actually lacking. Because when Roman first unified these championships, and I've been saying championships so many times, so I'm getting exhausted. But when he first unified them, it seemed like stack them up, knock them back down. It seemed like these challengers only challenged him once, and then there was no follow-up. Drew challenged him once, no follow-up. KO challenged him once, no follow-up in that regard. Uh, Sami Zayn challenged him once, no follow-up. Cody challenged him once, no follow-up. I think KO actually, 
even re- referred to this the other day. I think he did have three championship matches with him. That was in the beginning. Uh, I'm talking about just yeah. more recently. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I think he's had three championship matches with him over the la- over over the three year run. Yeah, he has a last he's, standing he's, match, a TLC match, a cage yeah. match. Uh, yeah. He's the only one though. But yeah. he's the only one. I, and I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, Ro- listen, Roman. Mm-hmm. Some people could even say is responsible for for a lot of the AEW roster because he knocks these guys out and they go running to another promotion. If you, you know? th- if you think about it, his run, uh, he beat giggle. he beat Strowman and Bray yeah. championship. Both of them were released, and then they were brought back yeah. during that yeah. same run. You think know, about so that. that that's yeah. that's a crazy amount of passage of time. Yeah, I mean, think of the amount of people mm-hmm. you know that have held championships, other championships, mm-hmm. in that amount of time. And, and an, another Roman, another one Roman of Roman is the final boss. And another one of you know? the, the Roman stories that wasn't followed up on that DQ lost to Seth Rollins at the Rumble. You know, and I think that's what gets people upset with Roman's championship run is just the lack of follow up and the myriad of interference that you get per match. Not he's saying not saying he doesn't need to have like like he's a heel. He's allowed to have interference in his matches. That's the point right. of being well, a listen, heel. But Ric, Ric Flair is the greatest of all time, and he had the horseman interfering yeah. for him. The problem is when it's the paint by numbers, same exact formula that's when i start having a little bit of a problem with it because that's wrestling you it it is wrestling but wrestling should be able to be a little bit more creative because look at this match with la knight for instance put la did did he bury la knight no of course not la knight is as hot as he's been even though that promo on smackdown was a little bit brutal but everyone's allowed to have a bad promo every now and then not everyone's going to win the championship match in the championship in their first match. No, I know. Stone Cold did it. No, I, yeah, that, Hart did it. That, that's my that's my point. When people are saying, "Oh, Elliot yeah. needs to win," I'm like, "No, he doesn't," because look at all these guys where their first championship run, they were either at their peak or close to their peak. They didn't win it. Same thing with Elliot Knight. The problem is yeah. the whole setting of the matches. You could copy and paste that LA Knight match to almost any other match that Roman had with bloodline interference. It's the same match. And that's the, that's my issue like that. Imagine going to the movie theater and you're watching Mm -hmm. an Avengers movie and they're like, they tease the sequel. It's like, Oh, I can't wait for the next Avengers movie. But then it's the same plot, except the villain's slightly different. You know, and then it's the same cookie cutter formula. That's what I have a problem with with some Roman matches. Rich, Hulk Hogan's run was the same thing. His matches were were all the same. Where Hogan would get beat up, he would Hulk up, he would hit the leg, you know, uh, the boot to the face and the leg drop, and end the match. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's good either. (laughs) But I'm saying it's it's a different time. Welcome to WWE. Welcome to professional wrestling. That's what they do. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and that's what they do, Rich. They have a formula that works and they stick with it for, you know, and they write it out as long as they can. Yeah, I, I agree. They really drag out a lot of things as long as they can. We've seen a lot of gimmicks overstay their welcome. Remember, this is random, but remember those fashion files segments that never ended? <laughs> there, was nothing, there was nothing wrong with the fashion files. I'm not saying there it was wrong. They just dragged it out for months. And if, Dirty Dango, if you're listening, you and Tyler Breeze can call up at any point and join, <laughs> join our podcast. Please, please do. But but again, just because a formula works doesn't mean you do it all the time. You know what I mean? It's just like well, they can afford to do it now because they've been as hot as they've ever been. 
So there's They're no selling out arenas. Th- there's Why no they- there's no contingency plan. There's no there's no need for a backup because it's like Roman's on the pay per view. Yeah. There you go. I'm just saying from a creative standpoint, I would like to see finishes a little bit different because look at like some attitude era finishes. You'll never get one that's the same. You know what I mean? Everything is going to be a little bit different. You look at Triple H's match with The Rock against Triple H's match against McFoley, and even the different matches they've had ended ended differently. You know, so it's just like these championship matches. I would like there to be some distinguished. When Bret Hart took on uh, Diesel and Diesel used uh, Vishan's leg as a weapon. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, that one of the inner half he, ones. He he took on uh, Michaels, right? Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. I think no. I think, it was think, it was Michaels. It, it was Beware of Dog, right? Oh, no, not Beware of Dog. It was uh, Better Friends. Uh, good yes. Good Friends, Better Enemies. Yeah. That was Michaels. That wasn't Bret Hart. It was Michaels. Yeah, because it Michaels wrote Michaels oh. wrote in his book that uh they they pitched him and he's like i'm not touching that you're doing it yeah <laughs> you know but but like, what, what, what they're, using guys, they're using a prosthetic leg as a weapon <laughs> and well, you wanted something different rich you got it yeah you know so it's like there was at least like some difference to it even like i'll i'll excuse like again the drew one like because solo made his debut but then you had solo do the same arguably the same thing to cody uh, that year's mm-hmm. WrestleMania, you know, still phenomenal match, but well, it, um, but yeah. because that match was so phenomenal, people forget about the Drew McIntyre match, especially now yeah. because like it cooled Drew off immensely because there was no follow up, and that's the thing with not only Roman but Hulk Hogan, and this is what I want to ask you: Has any opponent been devalued for facing these guys? And I'm gonna say personally, no. Uh, but there are people that say that Sammy's not as hot as he once was. KO is not as hot as he once was. Cody's stagnant, you know? And then you go to the Hulk Hogan era. Then you have Mr. Perfect, Roddy Piper. And then they turned babyface, and they weren't as successful as babyfaces as heels. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where the follow-up is just as important, if not more so, than the championship match itself. Because if you don't have anything to follow up with, then that's when people are going to get cooled off. Correct. Listen, in any combat competition, there's going to be someone who wins. There's going to be a loser. You know, someone's going to, you know, the important thing is that someone goes over and someone gets over. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe, like, just look at the, the most recent, you know, match with LA Knight. Yeah, LA Knight didn't win, but I, I won't say, I wouldn't say he was buried, you know, to me. L.A. Knight's a bigger star because he was in that match mm-hmm. with Roman. L.A. Knight's a bigger star because he showed that, hey, listen, I, I came this close to beating Roman. Mm-hmm. And I didn't beat him because of interference from you, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy Uso. Yeah. You know? Uh, um, and it, it, like I said, so he, he didn't win. He didn't go over, but he got over. Yeah, and you, you could know? say that with uh, Sami Zayn's association with Roman. You could you say know? that. It's not like with that, I was gonna a say, lot of people. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not like you know, L.A. Knight lost to a, a one-legged opponent. You know, mm-hmm. uh, on crutches. Yeah. You know, he, he got beat by Roman Reigns, and it took Roman Reigns and a healthy bloodline to beat him. And I want to ask you this because Hulk Hogan was such an integral part of his era, and Roman has been an integral part of this mm-hmm. era. You take both of their storylines out. We're going to 
like grab our action figures of Hulk Hogan, Roy, right. Roman Reigns, and we're going to take them out of the pl- uh, of the toy chest. We're putting them back in. And now you just have all the other wrestlers involved. Mm-hmm. Does the does WWE stack up the same way? Since you know you had Ro- you have Roman who makes sporadic appearances on television. How is the television product without their head of the table, so to speak? Same with Hulk Hogan when he wasn't on the show. So, and we were talking about this a little bit before, but, you know, so TV wrestling was a lot different in the 80s when Hulk Hogan was the champion. Yeah, break it down for us. So back then, they would do the the TV tapings, you know, for a month at a time. You didn't have the live wrestling that we have now. And now we we have live wrestling Monday night, you know, with Raw. You have Tuesday night with NXT. You have... Friday night with SmackDown, and that's just WWE, you know, plus the once a month pay per views or sorry, premium live, premium live events. Yeah, get it right. You didn't have that. You didn't have that back then. Back then, they 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 would they would do a month's worth of tapings. You had wrestling superstars. You had wrestling challenge. All right, as the two main shows, and it was basically the wrestler versus enhancement talent. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have the main event matches in every segment like you have now. You had a guy, you know. The home, the lo- the local unknown versus the the superstar. The match usually lasted all of three minutes. You know, the guy, the, the the wrestler would hit his uh his spots, his his main moves. He would hit his finisher, you know, and he he would uh you know, he, he would go on his merry way. They'd go to commercial or they would go to the Piper's Pit or the Body Shop or the Snake Pit, whatever the uh the talk show was, or they'd go to Mean Gene doing an interview up up top or. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where they'd go to control room where they would tell you about the pay-per-view coming up. And they, you know, you know, it, so that's how it was back then. And Hulk Hogan was never on, you know, Hulk Hogan never wrestled on, on those shows. Was he in you any Hulk- segments? Yes. He so you'd, see him on, you'd see him on an interview segment. You'd see him on, you know, you'd see him on the talk shows or they'd be interviewed with me and Gene, you know, but he wasn't, he wasn't wrestling enhancement talent. The only time, you know, sometimes you'd see him on, they'd, they'd have a tag team match on. Mm-hmm. You know, go back to 1980s, you know, and it was, you know, where it'd be an important spot. Like, go back to 1986 with uh, wrestling superstars, Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy versus Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the major turn of Paul Orndorff in that match, you know. Um, and then, you know, they had their big, they had their big, you know, pay-per-view matches and the house show matches. But you didn't see the two of them fight each other on TV except for the Saturday Night Main Event match, mm-hmm. uh, the cage match. Yeah, so um, Hulk Hogan, even though he wasn't wrestling, he was a part of television in some way, shape, or form, right? You you had to buy a ticket, you know, at at a live live event to see Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you weren't getting him on free TV. Yeah, but was he still on? Like he was still like on an interview set. He was doing like a promo. Yeah. He was doing like something. Like I remember they had well, they like had, uh, something pre-taped. Th- yes. Didn't they have like a wrestling like sit down like talk show set too at that time? Uh, yeah, they they would you mean like for a show? I mean, they had Tuesday yeah. Night Titans yeah, back yes, in the yes, day, yes. and before Monday Night Raw, they had a couple different incarnations of primetime wrestling. Mm-hmm. On Mondays, you had mm-hmm. you know um, you had the original you know incarnation of primetime wrestling, which was basically just a summary show of different matches from house shows. You had the live the live audience version of of primetime wrestling with Vince McMahon in mm-hmm. his uh, workout gear with Bobby Heenan, where they'd have guests come in. Um, to interact with the studio crowd and they would show some matches mm-hmm. and then you had the panel version the last incarnation of prime time where it was like 
Vince and Bobby Heenan and Roddy Piper and Rick Rude, you know, um, and, and they, they had panel discussions and then they would show matches um, all from house shows. So, you know, and then you also had Sunday morning, you had all American wrestling too. Let's not forget about that. But you know what I'm saying? It was, so, it, things were different back then. Now so, you, 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 people, I feel like people expect that they have to have the champion on, you know, all the time, you know, and when they do, they have to have these, these mega matches. Like um, here, like, I don't think Roman Reigns should wrestle every single week. That's not how I, I want no. Roman Reigns to go like career to go down, but he should still have a presence on the show. It's okay every once in a while for Paul Heyman to say, call Roman Reigns to the phone. But Mm -hmm. here's the thing. You can't do that for weeks on end and expect me to get excited about it. No, then he comes on every couple weeks. This this year, it's been a couple months. (laughs) If we're being completely honest. I hear what you're saying, Richie. I hear what you're saying. So I'm just saying, like, if there's like a backstage segment where it's like, again, there's some SmackDowns where Roman's just in his locker room, you know, you could just tape stuff there. Yeah, you could just pre-tape it, it, you know? It's just like, it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah, And I think for the most part, they they do mention Roman's name every week. You know, he is, it's not like he's gone and forgotten about. Um, No, absolutely not, because everyone's reminding me he's not there. (laughs) You know, you gotta... Listen, does Roman Reigns, and here's the thing, and does Roman Reigns have to wrestle at every monthly premium live event? No, because look, there's a premium live event every month. And go back to Hogan's days, there were four pay-per-views a year. Mm-hmm. You had Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. That was it. Speaking of Survivor Series and Roman mm-hmm. Reigns not being on Survivor Series. Does he have to be there? I mean, it's a big four pay-per-view. If you want a big four pay-per-view, shouldn't the champion be on there? Somewhere. Maybe he should have been there and not, you know, in Saudi Arabia then, you know, or my my point is, I mean, listen, does he have to, you know, if there's pick, you got to pick and choose your spots. You know, there's enough chance. You got Seth Rollins with a world championship. How many world champions do you need on each, on each uh, event? He's not even defending the championship at this event. This is true. Yeah, you and know, so, point, thought, so, so. Listen, at one point I was thinking, I'm like, are we going to get Roman versus Seth again? You know, champion versus champion. I mean, I was, I was trying to figure out where they were going to go with I this. I can't go back to brand warfare, Seth. It was cute when they did it in 2005. Oh. It, it was fine when yeah. they did it in 20, like 16, 2017, but then it got old you know, really yeah. fast. Yeah. Maybe that's, if you remember too, remember a couple of years ago we were talking about this and we are trying to figure out ways they could fix it. I, I still say, if they were going to do the, the, the five on five Survivor Series matches, the winning team should be able to select someone from the losing team and bring them to their brand. Yeah, and my suggestion, I believe, is the win- the winning team secures thirty the number thirty spot for each of their brand for the Rumble. Yes, you know, or something like something that actually makes brand warfare yes. mean something. Because guess what? We we had a brand warfare pay per view. It was called Bragging Rights, and it Didn't sucked. <laughs> you know, I forgot about it. Yeah, it's like they basically merged bragging rights and Survivor Series into one because they were going to cancel Survivor Series at one point because the pay-per-view mm-hmm. buy rate was so bad. But then they were like, oh, it's OK, because Survivor Series was only for to counteract Starcade from WCW. And after WCW was gone, it's like, well, why do we still have Survivor Series? You know, it's just like one of those things. Thanksgiving, you know? Thanksgiving Eve tradition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tradition. 
But but anyway, we we are still on the Roman and Hulk Hogan topic, and going off and and now there are now during their wins there are two very different portrayals with Hulk Hogan. Maybe he'll have a friend, and then that friend will turn on him. But usually Hogan promoting something is usually by himself or Mean Gene. Now with Roman, he has a bunch of people to work off of. Now, I will ask you the question about Roman specifically. Mm-hmm. If Roman didn't have his bloodline or his wise man or Sami Zayn to work off of over the past couple of years, does this championship reign look how it looks currently? <sighs> They all go together. And did, did Roman play off them or did they play off Roman? I mean, you know, is Jim or, or is Jay Uso main event Jay Uso without Roman Reigns? He is not, no. No. You know, is Sami Zayn in the spot he's in right now if it wasn't for his feud with the bloodline? He is not. No. You know, Roman Reigns is making the people he's in the story with, he's making them bigger stars. Correct, yes. You know? Um, you know, and, and for that, I mean, how do you, how do you fault it? Mm-hmm. You know, he's look at all these stories that he's creating. I mean, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see, you know, does he, you know, is the next chapter, is he going to bring in some more bloodline members? Like what, what are they going to do? You know, how, how is this going to play out? I'm, I'm still, I'm still just as captivated in this bloodline story now as I was when it started. Now you were at SummerSlam, right, Seth? Correct. And that was at a point where people say the bloodline storyline jumped the shark when Jimmy turned on Jay, even though I went on this program saying that was going to happen. A lot of people didn't believe me. A lot of people said mean comments to me, but I was right (laughs) in the end. But it's okay. I'm not holding a grudge. Now, do you feel like the bloodline story has jumped the shark or do you think it's, well, it's wrestling? It's in the third inning. We're not in the third inning. inning. Stop saying that. Paul Heyman said it's in the third inning. Paul Heyman's a notorious liar. <laughs> Paul says the third inning. Maybe it's in the fourth now. You know, there's still a lot of story to be told. It, the bloodline story will end when the people involved are ready for it. To Does end, the bloodline right? story need the championship? Can it survive without the championship? Did the four horsemen need the world championship? No. With Ric Flair? No. Were they were they as important with that when Ric Flair or if Ric Flair doesn't have that world championship? Are they as important? Does does Hulk Hogan and the NWO do they need that world championship? I mean, you could argue it either way. You could. I mean that that's a great argument, right? I mean, the blood right now. Who's running Monday Night Raw? It's a Judgment Day. They have all the gold. Not the world title. Not yet. We'll see. But Drew's a member now. I, I, a, I think he's more of an associate than a member. Is he an official member? Yeah, he has. He still has to get his T-shirt. Yeah, that that's that's what it is nowadays. You need the T-shirt in order to be official. We saw it yeah. with Sammy with that segment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great segment. Right. Again, it's like all these little segments with the bloodline are gold. The problem is, as much as the stars that they're creating with Roman, has mm-hmm. Roman created more stars and then hindered others? Same thing with Hogan during his championship run. I I think, or is it one of those, or is it one of those like hindsight twenty twenty things? I mean, to me, anytime you're in the world, the ring with the world champion, I mean, is is that's gotta that's gotta be mean mean something, right? 
I will say the, the uh, well, in February, yeah. this wasn't the first time Sami Zayn faced Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. The first no. time was when Brock killed him. Yes. And then Sami lost in about 16 seconds. Correct. So I don't Correct. think that did anything. And no. that year's WrestleMania, that's when he was in that match with uh, uh, the Jackass guy. Who was it? The, the, the guy. Yeah, the guy from Jackass. Yeah. Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, why can't we remember his name right I now? I don't know why. I don't know why. What's the matter with that? <laughs> yeah. The, but, the thing you know, going back, though, yeah. you know, now here's another match, you know, that none of us were looking for. I, I know me, I was looking for, to me, I was at that WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, here I am thinking that was going to be my bathroom break. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a great match. Yeah. It was a phenomenal match. People were talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, people were talking about it. Even the build for that match, you know, where the guy, the jackass guy put, Sami Zayn's phone number, you know, on the air on the airplane, it flew it around uh, L.A. and Sami Zayn was getting all those calls and text messages. I mean, you that's know, that more phenomenal. that's more indicative of the talent of Sami Zayn than anything else. You yeah, know what I mean, sure is. You know, and that's what you know that could be that could be you know the scene is the spot where they're like you know what this guy needs a bigger stage, and maybe that's what got him into the program with with the Tribal Chief. Well, he even said that yeah. uh, the, the the original like uh, honorary U storyline didn't really have a like uh end point at the beginning no. and once vince stepped down from creative that's when sammy started getting time with roman reigns in segments so right. it's one and- of the it's one of those things where the roman interactions like i think roman's wonderful on the microphone and if you're seeing in different segments of his matches you could see him slowly kind of losing it a little bit like we saw the bloodline civil war where Roman was mm-hmm. freaking out that he didn't pin the Usos and Solo was kind of yes. snapping him out of it. And that's where I think this bloodline story is going with Solo eventually trying, like being the new tribal chief. And then Roman's going to be like yesterday's news once he loses that championship. You know? I, I do think that, that listen, right now, the, and, and go back to the original question, does the bloodline need the world championship? The world championship, that, that, that's, that, that, that's the whole head of the table thing, you know? Roman's the champion. Roman has to be the champion because Roman's putting food on our table, mm-hmm. right? Roman, Roman is bringing the food. You know, he's he's paying the bills for the whole, you know, Samoan dynasty for the whole Anawahi family. You know, that, God forbid he loses the championship and then he has to show up to work again. You know, <laughs> as, you know, if Roman loses that championship, I mean, think of all those hungry mouths in that family. We they're, might, they're see, we might see him two weeks in a row. Dude, poor, poor Rikishi's gonna be starving. Uh, you, you know, and raise one for Rikishi. He 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 deserved a lot better. You know, he deserved I mean, more dude, than doing it for The Rock. You know, say what you want, but Rikishi's got three kids right now that are all making a mark in the business. So uh, yeah, one defeated Cena. You know. And uh, going back to Hulk Hogan, how he lost the championship, which was Oof. the screw which job. One? Uh, the original Andre? screw with Andre, yes, when Hulk Hogan clearly had his shoulder up, and there was an evil twin referee who got plastic surgery due to Ted DiBiase, and it was an all an evil plan to get DiBiase the WWE Championship. Now, could should have that nothing to do with the fact. <laughs> could have nothing to do with the fact that Dave and Earl were legit twins? Yeah, you know, it, it had to be an evil twin with plastic surgery. Yes. Now, is that the way he won the Hulk Hogan reign to end? No. <laughs> you know, but 
What would you, know, you think? Again, the one, better question. What would you think would be a better end for the Hulk Hogan championship run? Again, to me, and this goes back to what you talked about before, the person who beats that, the, you know, the champion is going to have to beat him cleanly. You know, that that person is made into a bigger star. You know, Andre Giant had been undefeated for 15 years. He lost at WrestleMania. That was his only loss. Allegedly. You know, Hulk, right, allegedly. Let's not forget about him and Hogan having their match at Chase Stadium, you know, years earlier. Mm-hmm. When, when I think... Hogan even body slammed him before as well. Yeah. But, um, let's, you know, but, you know, Hogan did not beat Andre, um, at WrestleMania four. They, they, they went to a double uh, disqualification or a double count out. Mm-hmm. And then, then came the, the, the main event on, on, you know, primetime rest on primetime TV on channel four, you know, on a, a February Friday night. And, uh, you know, Andre didn't lose his time, you know, at the same time, yeah, you had the cracker, uh, cracker jack, uh, you know, scenario with with the uh, with the referees. So, you know, does that make Andre less of a world champion? Well, we never really knew because Andre then surrendered the title to Ted DiBiase. What he said, you the know, WWF tag title to DiBiase. Yes, yes, he did. I give, I give you the the tag team title. I do remember that. Yes. So. Um, but again, you know, he's not wrong. He, DiBiase didn't win it, you know. But who, who would President who Jack would have Trent, been your pick to take that title off of Hogan? My favorite of all time, Mister Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. Really? Yes. You would have you would would he have taken it off him during that feud he had with Hogan, or would you have waited till after? Well, first of all, I don't understand why they didn't get a WrestleMania match, but that's you know that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. The biggest feud of the year was was that feud. I mean, you know. We, we, we've talked about, you know, the, the Jericho and Kevin Owens, you know, match, you know, not getting proper, you know, footing at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Well, Hogan and Paul Orndorff, they were the biggest story of that year, and they didn't even get a WrestleMania match. Orndorff wasn't even on the card. You know, I mean, there's a lot, you know, it, it's crazy. You know, I still say Orndorff's feet hit the floor first in that cage match, too. Mm. Um you know, but yeah, I would I would have Mr. Wonderful uh, beat him. Um, Macho Man, you know, Macho Man, listen, Macho Man then went on to be, be be a champion, you know, but Macho Man didn't even get a clean victory over Hogan. Hogan beat him at WrestleMania 5, uh, you know. A, a little bit of a fun fact on who was supposed mm-hmm. to win that tournament. Originally, it was supposed to be the Million Dollar Man to win that tournament. Yeah. How, how, however, mm-hmm. when uh, Honky Talk Man refused to drop the IC title to Macho Man, Vince was like, oh, well, we'll just make Macho Man the WWE Championship, which is a pretty good consolation prize, if all yes, things considered. Sure is. You know, so I and I don't think DiBiase ever really fully forgave Honky Tonk Man for that. But then they really asked him. And then uh, he created the Million Dollar Championship and the rest, they say, is history. History. But sure. we're going to transition to the Roman run. Since we're still in Roman's yes. run, we can't critique how he lost the championship but i'm gonna give you the pencil seth i'm gonna have okay. you create the ending of roman reigns's championship ending well i think they're i think they're they're clearly building a few different directions right i mean they're clearly building cody as as the next face of the company mm-hmm. you know and cody's all over the place mm-hmm um, they've already had, they've already had Jay, right. They've already had Jay Uso get a pinfall 
on on Roman in a tag match. Mm-hmm. First in three you know, years. T- that's right. You know, LA Knight is the is is the uh, flavor of the of the uh, fandom right now. Everyone loves LA Knight. Not after that promo. Um, now he's a terrible wrestler. Now, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, um, there's still plenty. You know, listen, there's still other guys like KO, and you know, who knows what's going to happen when AJ comes back? This will they're they're building a lot of challengers. Um, I think I think it's safe to say that the uh, people are, you know, everyone's behind Cody as being the man to to eventually do it and finish his story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that has to be this year. I've gone on record as said I, I I would let this play out. I don't think you need to end Roman's reign this year. I don't even think you need to have the two of them have a match this year. Um, I think you could play this out. You know, I mean, with the sporadic appearances we get from Roman anyway, you could play this out for you know till WrestleMania forty one, um, wherever that is. I mean, that's got to be you know. Um, it's gonna be a, another major arena, anyway. I do. I do um, want to ask you the, uh, the this last year of the Roman Reigns Championship run. Like I mentioned mm-hmm. before, he's only had eleven defenses. Four okay. of those being house shows. But I want to specifically uh, rewind <laughs> to the night after WrestleMania with the Cody and, and you Brock. Brock. <laughs> the, the, the Cody and Brock thing. You used to complain about Brock when he was a part timer. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great either, but uh, <laughs> with, with uh, Cody and the Brock thing, mm-hmm. and we never got a legitimate answer to why as to why Brock attacked Cody, and then Roman went on to face the tag team champions, and then mm-hmm. his own family, even though he's champion. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Wouldn't it made more sense, like, if they were going in that direction for Cody to win the championship then? Because Brock had a stipulation that he couldn't challenge Roman for the championship. And if Cody was the champion, mm-hmm. then Brock could challenge. And then Roman and Solo could do their own thing with the, the tag team division. How long do they want to play this out? I mean, listen, Roman, Ro- there's no rule that says Roman has to lose the championship for a while. No, they seem, no, I'm you know, not. They seem I'm just, I'm just saying. They're, they keep, and they keep pointing out all these, these title, title reigns that he's surpassing. You know, they, they listen. They've been mentioning Hulk Hogan's name a lot. Are they planning to have Roman pass Hogan? I, I, if that, he's I, going another year, and they're conveniently leaving out Bob Backlund, which I don't know why. But <laughs> I, I, again, the question is. Wouldn't it made more sense for Roman to drop the championship then? Because then everything else sort of makes sense in comparison. Well, yeah, yes and no. All right. Mm-hmm. Remember, the money. First of all, the money's in the chase, right? People want to see. People want to see everyone chase Roman. People want to see Cody, for instance, chase Roman. You know, but what happens? When, when someone finally does beat Roman, then what is, you know, then, then, is, then, then if, if Cody, if, gonna, if Cody won at 39, then Brock yeah. would have done, then you would have gotten the Brock storyline. Okay. That's, that's what would have happened. And then what? And but then, then what? And then Cody gets, what you, have? you had Drew, and you, then had, what? you had Drew, you had a rematch with Seth, you had Sam. But then you, you basically Seth. have, then you basically have Cody in the spot that, that, that Seth's in right now as champion. You know, you wouldn't think that they would have. You, you you don't think they would have presented Cody higher than Seth. Cody's already been presented higher well, than Seth currently. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What I'm I'm just saying. 
in that Seth is 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 a babyface champion, mm-hmm. you know, on Monday Night Raw. Now, obviously, Cody could have been on SmackDown. He could have been drafted to SmackDown, or Seth could have been drafted to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You know, because they wanted to have a title on each show. Mm-hmm. You know, or they could have AJ Styles win that championship. Mm-hmm. You know, in Saudi Arabia. Right. All I'm saying is, though, you 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 basically have, you know, you basically are going to have, you know, a feud with the Judgment Day. You know, um, you know, you would have had a couple of matches with Finn with with Damian Priest threatening to cash in. You know, I mean, but but is that is that as big as you know is that as big right now? For Cody, as it would as it is for Cody to be chasing the end of his story. Well, you would also had you know the Roman rematch. You would have a bunch of other right. matches with Cody. So the stories would have been a bit different than the ones with Seth Rollins, hypothetically. But I do understand what you're right. saying, where it's just like if you need that Rogues gallery gallery of villains to build right. up that coat with Cody, then that that's pretty much what you have to do for Cody's championship after the fact. Once he wins that story, that new book opens and then you have to do the Cody Rhodes story of him being the champion that everyone's trying to chase which right. you have to try to make as more if as if not more so enticing as the current story that he's on and Correct. it seems like even though he lost at WrestleMania his popularity only has increased over time you know so it's one of those things where it's like again you, you could have had it both ways you know, so. And then the other thing, and this is what I was about to say, and, and you kind of just alluded to it with, you know, Cody being as popular as ever right now, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, you know, you're going to eventually, there's going to be, if, if Cody wins it mm-hmm. and becomes the unbeatable champion, will there end up being, you know, greatness hate on him? I'm sure there would be, you know, it's just like, you it's know, just natural at that point. Do they want that right now? You know, I mean, listen. I, I, I to me, I think when, when I, if you, if I had to pick someone right now, if you said, you know, you know, gun to your head, who, who are you picking is the person to beat Roman? I, I'll tell you, I think it's gonna be Cody. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I don't know when. Though I'm I, not convinced. I'm not convinced it's gonna happen at WrestleMania this year. I, I will tell you this: both Cody and Roman have been super protected. They're the only ones who've been super yes. protected this year, and the fact that both of them have only been pinned once. Hmm. And Cody lost by pass out and not tap out with Brock. So Cody's only lost twice cleanly. Correct. And he, he was and when he's in a tag match and somebody loses, it's usually the other guy who's taken the fall. You know, so there's a bunch of uh, there there's a lot of hype in this match. And again, even the stare off. You know, the problem is with postponing the Cody and Roman match for another year. Is mm-hmm. what what else do they have to do? And how are they going to keep this interesting yes. for another year? And a lot of people I, don't I have that confidence in WWE creative. Well, uh, it's, and it's just, and, like, and it's one of those things where you need to, like, you, you look at their track record, you can kind of see where it's going. Then you look at, like, when mm-hmm. it's really good, it's really good. But then it's like you'll get some other things that are kind of questionable. So, but this is the first time we're seeing an Endeavor triple h I, creative so we have to see where i i hate the saying it's like oh we have to see see how it goes we have to wait and see mm-hmm. you know but it's like we, we saw triple h kind of with like handcuffs on last year and now we're mm-hmm. gonna see how he, his vision is for creative so 
again, it's one of those things where it's like, I think Triple H will come through in the end because Triple H really likes these long heel championship runs as we've seen in NXT and currently. So, and Triple H himself was a heel champion. Yeah. So again, it's one of those things where where, his idol was Ric Flair. Yeah. And which makes me almost kind of nervous because it's like, if you've seen like his baby face, like his baby face story arcs were great. Look at Sammy and Gargano. Look how their Mm -hmm. championship runs were. So that's, I agree that, 100%. That's my worry for Cody, you know? And that's why I'm in no rush for Roman to drop to him yeah, for that the, reason. The thing is, it's like, can the fans be as hot as him for another year? That's the, the, that's the next thing. But that's a whole now, different conversation. Would you, would you, Rich, mm-hmm. yeah. how would, if they, if they end up doing a situation at WrestleMania yeah. where Cody wins yes. and then that same night, Damian Priest cash in and 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 then beats Cody in that same night. Mm-hmm. So Cody gets the win over Roman, only to minutes later lose to 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 Priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you feeling then? Uh, I think it'd be stupid because you're overshadowing Roman's loss. Okay, so again, so we got to get we first have to deal with this this money in the bank issue too. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing yeah, is, we, as uh, we've established last year, apparently you can cash in the money in the bank for any singles championship. Okay. And there's there has been a tease of Damien Priest and Gunther, if you remember a couple months back. They have been. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm not saying that's the direction it will go, but I think, honestly, I, I think, think the that door's wide open. It's one of those I things where wide open. I think uh, with the money in the bank in the recent years, it's a dead weight for anyone carrying it for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Because then it's like, oh, when's he get a cash in? When's he get a cash in? And then with tra- as tradition with most money in the bank holders, they keep losing because it doesn't matter. They have the money in the bank. So, oh, you could lose all you want, which it's like you could kind of see that point. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'm try to keep them strong here. But I think Damien Priest will cash in and his cash in will be unsuccessful, whether it's on Roman, Cody, Seth. Uh, but because the story with Damien Priest is about the Judgment Day and less about him being champion. At the moment, mm-hmm. again, yeah, he has a he has a year. Remember, you know they still have, no one no one says he has to do anything with that until what June July I think July was money in the bank. July yeah. So theoretically, you got plenty of time still left to. Yeah, you know, let the cards fall. Right, let's see let's see how this works. Mm-hmm. No, there's no rush, no rush. This doesn't be. This could be, this could be cashed in at the, next year's Money in the Bank pay per view. Yeah, it uh, could. All right, Seth, you I'm know? gonna I'm gonna give you a hard ball of a question right here. All right, all right. Which reign do you enjoy more watching, the Hulk Hogan reign or the Roman reign? No pun intended. Yeah. The the young kid in me loved the Hulk Hogan reign. Mm-hmm. Um. I loved going to the garden. I loved going to Nassau Coliseum and seeing Hulk Hogan. Right. You know, um, I love right now watch watching the big fight feel when Roman Reigns comes, you know, comes on, on onto the card. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the storyline and everything that goes along with the bloodline. I loved everything that came along with, with Hulk Hogan, you know, um, you know, different time periods, you know, um, listen, I'm not going to, you know, you can't you can't say that that you know you know Hulk Hogan was was uh you know anything but but good for this company 
because we're not even having this conversation today if it wasn't for the Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I have to go with it, I'm going Hulk Hogan. Okay. Man, that's good. What you gonna do, Richie? <laughs> what you gonna do? The nostalgia is strong with you, sir, and I can't say I blame you with that. Because we've always had those guys, you know, it's like for me it was like that John Cena year long championship run that I'm very mm-hmm. fond of, you know. You're always gonna remember that face of the company title reign. And it's just interesting now that we have like the Thanos edition of that in WWE when it's been traditionally a good guy company. And I think it, it freshened things up a lot for storytelling all overall in general but seth i'm gonna add a little new segment in here i will okay. have you ask me any question concerning this topic any question at all i'm switching hosting abilities to you and i will have to answer any question i i will not cheap out i won't say yes i won't say oh maybe this maybe that i am going to answer it to my okay. ability so richie for for this question I guess Hulk Hogan in his prime mm-hmm. versus the tribal chief. How you booking it and who's winning? All right. Hulk Hogan in his prime tribal chief Roman reigns in his prime. I assume. Yes. So what's going to happen and uh, is and who's champion or is it just a unification? It's both, it's, both champions. It's world world wrestling federation champion Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. versus the WWE undisputed universal champion. Roman Reigns. Okay, so here's how it's going to happen. And I'm not going to do the because I know Hogan has lost uh, championship matches by count and DQ. It's going to be a straight up right. clean finish. This is how it's going to go down. Hogan Roman. It's going to be a similar vibe to The Rock and Hogan at WrestleMania 18. You're going to have the bloodline come down. You're going to have the full bloodline. You're going to have Uso, Sammy, Solo. Hogan's going to Hit all his traditional stuff, you know, the the you and the shaking of the f- finger. And he's going to hit the boot on Roman. Everyone comes down. Hogan takes all of them out. Roman goes for the spear. Oh, Hogan hits him with the boot. Hogan then goes for the leg drop. Roman gets up. Hogan misses. And then Roman goes for the spear. Then Hogan punches Roman in the face. You get the U again. He's going to go for the boot again. Roman ducks the boot, comes from behind, gets the spear, gets the one, two, three. Roman Reigns is tribal chief forever. I like it. Sign me up. Well, Take my money, Richie. <laughs> we're we're going to call Hogan, brother. What you gonna do? Who knows if he uh, wants uh, wants that to happen? You know, I hear, hear, heard back in the day he was quite the uh, politician, but that's neither here nor there. We weren't backstage. We don't know. No, nope, we we, we only know everybody else's account from working with Hogan. <laughs> you know, you only hear from the people. You only hear from the people that were 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 not on his good side. I mean, Hogan did did plenty of good things for plenty. You're of telling people. me that Shawn Michaels was on Hogan's bad side after the Larry <laughs> King skit. Hey, listen, you know, <laughs> you had to know. He had to know. All right. <laughs> Seth, thank you for joining me as always. You are Anytime, always welcome Richie. here. You're always a great co-host to have during Wrestling Retold and Relive with Richie Mars, which you could see on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and you could follow us on TikTok, the Twitter, or X, 
and Instagram. My name is Richie Mars, and I will see you next time. Same place, same time. TTFN, ta-ta for now.